All right, it's time. Welcome to the round table. You know, this is where we give out the honest opinions of what the hell is going on today in the sports world, and it's game time. My name is Alexander Butaro, a.k.a. Sally Gutters, and with me today is my man. He's actually the co-founder of Tyra Productions. He is the man. Let's bring out my man, Brian Carney. Welcome to the show, my man. Hey, Sally Gutters. How's it going, my man? What's good? How is everything going, brother? Good, good. I'm, I'm really appreciative to be on this show, man. You're a you're a fucking phenomenon. I can't wait to be keep working with you. Awesome. Hell yeah, brother. So listen, you know, I, I got to tell a little bit about yourself. You know, everybody wants to know, like, what the hell is Tyra Productions doing? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, right now I'm aspiring to try to do directing, acting, writing. I want to do all the shit. I'm really excited. And right now I'm trying to produce a short film that I wrote. And I'm lucky to be working with the talented director, Paul Bergazi, which I hope Sally Gutters will be on. Oh, of course, man. You already know it. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. And right now, I'm just, you know, taking it day by day and just hoping for the best. And I'm just going to keep keep going with this. And with the people I have, I think we're going to do some great shit. Okay, awesome, man. So, you know, I heard, you know, you, you're trying to produce uh, a short film, right? So tell us a little bit about that short film, if you don't mind. Um, yeah, I could tell you uh, um, some little details because a little too much, I might be Yeah, no, no, no. Just give us a little snippet. <laughs> oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. So basically, like, it's about um, an army man who just came home. It's about to be his final tour, and he came home to news of his wife has passed. But I don't want to say what happened, like uh, what it, the speculations are. But it's just a man who comes home with his whole world turned upside down. And it's just a big mystery. And once you find out the whole thing it will i'm pretty sure it'll uh, blow your mind all right man that you know that sounds very interesting definitely you know uh ladies and gentlemen you know definitely check my man ryan cardi out entire productions mm -hmm. now let's just get down to business you know i brought you on here for a reason ryan you know i know you're a big big sp sports fan and you know at the end of the day we just want the honest opinions of what the hell is going on and you know today we're going to talk about the NBA playoffs. So, you know, have you actually been watching the NBA playoffs recently? Oh, hell yeah. Every day. I, okay. I, I'm obsessed. Okay. So you clearly saw, you know, the, the first thing, the first topic would actually go over is actually last night. You know, we saw Philly, you know, the Philadelphia 76ers, Philly Unite versus the Celtic Pride, the Celtics, the Boston Celtics. You know, the Celtics were up 3-1 in the series, and they actually came out to win 114 to 112 to go on to win and go on and Face LeBron James in the Eastern Conference Finals. Now, the question I got to ask you, Ryan, is do you believe the Celtics have what it takes to actually beat the, the Cleveland Cavaliers? Honestly, I, that is a really good question because, like, I want to believe so bad that the Celtics can take the Cavs, but I just think LeBron owns the East, and no matter what, like, we saw last year the Celtics were the number one seed with Isaiah Thomas and Brad Stevens, don't get me wrong, great coach but he didn't have anything to stop LeBron. And with all these injuries, and now that Shane Larkin's hurt, I personally believe that the Celtics will put up a fight, but they will not have enough power to beat LeBron James. Bro, you know, I, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, I've been, you know, looking at this uh, series, this NBA playoffs, you know, LeBron James, you know, I, I got to tell you, you know, I have not the greatest fan of LeBron James, you know, I will always believe that Michael Jordan is the better ball player, but let's not get into the, those. No, but I understand. I, I feel you there. 
but the the one thing I do want to emphasize is that LeBron James is doing things, especially in the millennial era, that we have not seen today. Oh, you know? of course, of course. And, and it just blows my mind that he's out there putting out 40 a game, putting out stupid numbers, and he's just this close to being teams. This is why I'm like, I, I don't get me wrong, I I'm okay with LeBron. I don't want to go against him. I don't like him. I'm not a fan of him. I, but at the end of the day, I can't go against LeBron against this Celtic team, man. Oh, I agree. I agree. Out. But I will say this. Let me ask you a question. You know, now that we realize that, you know, the Celtics just don't have the firepower to go against LeBron James, you know, uh, in the Easter Conference Finals. But let me ask you this, you know. What do you see in the future with these these few teams that we kind of talked about? You know, the Philadelphia 76ers, the Boston Celtics, even, you know, LeBron James and the Cavs. Like, who do you see, even after this year, who would have the better future, do you think? Well, um, that's no, it's also a fucking awesome question. I, I really got to say, like, with what's going on, like, the Celtics have the best – uh, system and foundation right now, and they have a draft pick. I think the Celtics could go farther, especially because you haven't even seen their best yet. Because Gordon Hayward, and, exactly, and exactly. Kyrie is hurt. Exactly, and you know, not to mention, I truly believe the Celtics are going to be the team to beat next year. In my personal opinion, my future prediction, you could jot it down here, folks, is that LeBron James, this is the final season we will be seeing him in the NBA Finals for quite some time. He will not be part of the Eastern Conference next year, I personally believe. But let's skip to that side note because I truly believe the Celtics will be the best team in the coming future. But let me ask you this. Do you think Philly has what it takes next year in the free agency to possibly go after LeBron? Oh, of course, of course. Exactly what I was saying before to my friend. I personally believe that Philly has the best recruiting to get him. Because, but the only West team, which I agree with you, I was going to say, I was going to piggyback on that, is that Houston Rockets can sign Paul George and LeBron, get rid of Clint Capella, even though he is phenomenal, but the Suns can offer him a max contract. I think that's his best bet. But LeBron with Philly, you got J.J. Redick, Ben Simmons, Markel Fultz, and Joel Embiid all together. That's a that's a nasty crew that will take over the East. That that you know, Ryan, uh, you know, I, I couldn't say any better myself. You know, that would be a scary lineup. Just the one thing I, I just gotta add is is this is like LeBron is so ball dominant, and the way Ben Simmons runs his game is so ball dominant. How do you take away? the ball from one of those two players, especially a guy that you just drafted a rookie that he definitely can't shoot the ball. And all he could do is actually control the ball and pass. You know, that's the kind of thing that I'm a little worried about with LeBron. I actually do see that he may have a better chance to the Houston Rockets over the Philadelphia 76ers, but I could see it a possibility. Uh, I could see it a possibility now, you know, because you actually brought up the Houston Rockets, the second part of the segment it's going to be we're going to go out to the western to the west coast to the western conference we just saw the ultimate showdown in the west coast between the utah jazz right and we saw them between the houston rockets and we saw the warriors and hold on who are the warriors face again the, the pelicans it was that was 
Oh my God, that was such a quick series. No one could even realize because we were waiting the moment in time, the ultimate showdown. We have been waiting for this the whole season. ESPN has been calling it the Wild Wild West showdown between the Rockets and the Warriors. And the question I got to ask you, Ryan, is do you think the Rockets have enough pieces to beat the defending champs, even though Steph just recently just came back from injury? That, that is a good one. I personally think that Houston is going to give them a run for their money because I believe in Houston. I think Chris Paul wants it. He hasn't been to a conference finals ever in his career. I think this is the year for Chris Paul to show everyone why he's a Hall of Famer. And I want, I'm rooting for them so hard. But realistically, the Warriors are, have the upper hand a little bit with their shooting. But Eric Gordon is a sleeper, too. So it's all up in the air, but my money is on Houston, I'm hoping. Then, you know, I'm going to have to, you know, agree to disagree. You know, I do want to see the Houston Rockets come out of that Western Conference. Definitely a different team to see in the NBA Finals. You know, don't get me wrong. I love, you know, people, especially in the, in the world today, love to see the Warriors versus the Cavaliers. This oh, yeah. ongoing saga non-stop, non-stop, but when is it ever going to stop, you know? <laughs> no, I like, know. seriously, <laughs> when is it ever going to stop? Like, yo, I just want to get rid of this shit. Like, don't get me wrong. The Warriors are a dominant team. I think they're one of the best teams. I think they're the best team in the league over LeBron James and the Cavs. Oh, exactly. Right now. I completely I, I couldn't agree more. But the problem is I do see that the only team that could beat them in a, in a seven-game series is the Houston Rockets. The only person I could say that could change this, that could change this series to the Warriors winning the series, is two people. Is Steph going to really provide the all-star experience of last year? And is truly Eric Gordon going to actually step up? Because, you know, in, in this playoffs, he actually hasn't done absolutely anything as being the third best scorer on their team throughout the whole year, which is absolutely crazy. You know, the guy is only averaging five points a game you got to do more than that. Man. Oh, yeah. They're no, best players averaging 22 no. a game. No, you're completely right on that. I just feel like, like you're saying, it's just the Warriors on paper and uh, and just playing-wise, they're the best team in the NBA. And Houston's really going to have to put up the numbers to make this happen. Like, I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk. Like, the war, I think Houston have to beat them in a Game 7 series if it, if it happens. So your prediction is that Houston goes to seven games with the Warriors? I'm, uh, that's what I'm hoping. The most I I think also too it can go four to two, but I, I'm hoping till Game Seven. All right, that you know, yo, that's a that's a great prediction. You know, my <laughs> prediction is to see the Houston Rockets in the NBA Finals in six games. I do not want to see them go seven games with the Warriors due to the fact that this team is just absolutely crazy. The the numbers that these guys are putting up. Their fourth best player is almost averaging at a triple double. Yeah, that's ridiculous. A triple double. <laughs> How can you sit there and tell me your fourth best player is averaging a triple double? My favorite team, the New York Knicks, came and get their top player to average. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm hoping for your next fourth best player. Listen, no offense, the NBA got to fix up what the hell is going on in the West. Western Conference because all these players compound together, we got to spread them out to the Eastern Conference. Oh, way they're stacked. stacked. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's getting way too stacked out there, but at least we both have sort of the same prediction. We want to see the Houston Rockets going into the finals, but at the end of the day, let me ask you a question. You know, we just went over the Celtics and the Cavs, and we just went over the Houston Rockets and the Warriors. Who do you see coming out as the winner on top? Um... 
If I don't know, that's a good question. I think the Celtics for the, for years to come is going to be the most winning franchise out of the three. But Philly, if LeBron leaves Cleveland, Cle- I think Cleveland's going to fall down bad because I think I think Kevin Love will try to get out of his contract. I feel like a lot of players really gravitate towards him. So like if he's gone, I, I think Cleveland would maybe be like the eighth seed without him, maybe not even making it. But I think Philly and Celtics are the new Spurs and the new uh, Warriors down the road, down, way down the road. You know what? I, I couldn't put it better myself. The, the one team I actually want to see next year, the one team I actually want to see next year is the Utah Chaz. They're going to be coming out oh, from the West Conference. You all, ladies and gentlemen, better watch out for this guy, Donovan Mitchell. He is a freak of nature at his position. He is a freak of nature. Now, oh, this is the one part of the segment, uh, you know, I've been wanting to get with you, Ryan. You know, we're from, you know, we're from the, the tri-state area, the New York, New Jersey region, you know. So we got to love our hometown team, you know, the one and only New York Knicks, right? Oh, yeah. Knicks the <laughs> guy. <laughs> of course, bro. Knicks till the day we die. Now, let me ask you a question. How long have you been a fan with them, Ryan? Probably mostly my whole life, but I, to be real, I'll never BS you. When I was a kid, my dad always brought me to Nets games. Like, we went to Nets games a lot as a kid. But when fully, like, understanding the game of basketball and truly appreciating it, appreciating it I love the Knicks when they got Nate Robinson, David, David Lee, like, Crawford. Like, that gang was, like, I fell in love yeah. with the Knicks. And then once Melo came... Uh, it was over. I was obsessed with them. I loved them. And then, like, I was sad to see him go, but I, I have a lot of faith in them in, in the following years to get better, especially getting their new coach. He's very uh, passionate and stuff. That I, is, that's the topic that I was just going to get into because you spoke about the coach. That is the recent news that just came out in the media on ESPN. They just came out saying that Coach Fisdale will be the new New York Knicks head coach, it just came out on Tuesday. He came out with a press conference establishing that he will create a fast-paced working team that will be considered to not stop on defense and attack on the offense. He believes that Chris Stapps is going to be a mega all-star. He has put out comments about Lance Thomas being a possible Draymond Green and Emmanuel Moutier being a possible Dwayne Wade. Now, let oh, me ask you, Brian, do you think the Knicks are on the right path? Oh, of course. I think this is the best move they've done. Like, no disrespect to Jeff Horsenick. I just personally didn't think he just knew how to coach those style of players. And I feel like David Fisdale is perfect for the job. And the one player I hope he develops the most is Frank Nielakina because a lot of people have been saying Frank didn't develop that quick, but they understand how young he is. I think him and Moutier together is going to be a sick duo. Plus, if Hardaway can mature a little more, I can only imagine and, you know, you, you bring up a good point, Ryan. And uh, speaking of Frank Nielakina, you know, this guy, you know, 19 years old, comes out from Europe, you know, joins the New York Knicks, one of the biggest cities in the world. And, you know, has a lot on his plate, especially, you know, after all, Chris Stapps was hurt for majority of the year and, you know, had to put a lot on his plate. And, you know, I do want to add that this guy was probably one of the best defensive players at his position last year. But... Nobody wants to give him the credit that he's deserved due. So I'm going to definitely put it out there, give out the, the credit to Frank Nilakina being a great defensive player. But do I see him being a, a caliber two-way guard? No, I do not. I see him as a, a defensive mind guard or a small forward like a P.J. Tucker. 
I um, agree, like Tony Allen too. I or totally... Tony Allen, exactly. But I don't see anything from there that you know. That's a Phil Jackson draft pick. You know, you know that's a pick that you know it, did it come out of the the Scott Perry playbook? It didn't come out of Steve Mills playbook. That came out of Phil Jackson's playbook. So you know, we're gonna see what Fizdale could do into developing him. The one guy I actually want to talk about before we get into anything more about the Knicks is an underrated guy on the team. You know, they actually signed them uh, to a, uh, to the G League throughout the year last year. And then they oh, actually Trey Burke. up. My boy, Trey Burke. Thank you, Ryan, for actually bringing him up. Mm-hmm. My man, Trey Burke. This guy, you know, this guy is underrated. You know, everybody doesn't know who Trey Burke is. Let me, let me give you guys a little glimpse of who Trey Burke is. Trey Burke is a guy that came out of Michigan with Tim Hardaway Jr. This guy went as far as the final four in the nat- in the national uh, college what NCAA whatever you want to call it, in the championship right he went all the way to the final four this guy is a is a horse he's a hard worker he does nonstop that guy looked like little mini AI last year oh that's yes so many spurting if you look at the highlight that's all he did nonstop he looked like a little mini AI now do do you believe Ryan now this is the question I want to ask you because to me I think he's underrated to oh me, of course. He's I so think he be the next starting point guard of the New York Knicks. I completely agree. I could see because what with that, I feel like if Frank doesn't develop any more progress, I could see them trading him. Like sadly, but like like you said, also imagine the Knicks could have got Donovan Mitchell. The Knicks drafted Frank Nielakina, and they thought Donovan Mitchell was like a sleeper. Like I'm sorry, he would have been huge for New York. And when you see oh, like that, because Phil listen, Jackson, we can't even look at past now because. Like I said, you know, Phil Jackson's the one that made that decision. Exactly. You know, just like how he made the decision to get Chris Stapps. And look, Chris Stapps is going to be the next megastar. So, you know, there's a lot of plus and minuses to Phil Jackson's, you know, decisions. At the end of the day, we just got to live with that. You know, I-, I wish we got a guy like Donovan Mitchell to-, to come to New York. But, you know, maybe when he's out of that rookie contract, maybe he comes to New York. But for now, we're just going to have to stick with what we have. You know, we have a lot of guards on this team. Let me ask you a question. Because we have all these guards on this team, do you believe Fisdale is going to make the right decision in the draft? Oh, of course. I think they're going to get a wingman. I think they're going to get um, Malik Bridges or um, what's his name? Oh, it's going to bother me. Well, I I know one is Malik Bridges, and I forget. I know they were looking at Colin Sexton for a minute, but he's a point guard, like you said. I don't think they need another point guard. But let me ask you a question. If you are Coach Fizdale, if you're the coach of the New York Knicks right now, you in the position you are in today, and this is the NBA draft, and you're at the ninth pick overall, and we somehow get the ninth pick overall, who are you taking at that pick? Honestly, you know who also I thought too? I like Wendell Carter from Duke. I think he'd be a great asset to New York. Oh, man! <laughs> the one time I have to disagree with you. No, I the- totally understand. Well, who do you feel? One, the one time I got to disagree with you, listen, don't get me wrong, Wendell Carter, listen, that guy, he was a, a workhorse, he's a good ball player, but I want to tell you something, they need a guy that showed in college that he has the experience to to develop right away, you know, this guy, to me, is Michael Bridges, Michael Bridges, oh, yeah. Villanova, comes from a championship organization that's like saying that we brought in um you know uh, let's say a player from 
uh, a franchise organization like, let's say, the San Antonio Spurs, right? You know, or a coach from the San Antonio Spurs. I would, I take any assistant coach from the San Antonio Spurs to coach my team right now because that's a franchise that I want to to follow by. You know, and, and groom players like Villa- that. I completely agree. Exactly, and Villanova knows how to develop their players, and they developed the guy in Michael Bridges that I know is going to be the next big time wingman. I could see him being possibly as good as a Kawhi Leonard because he's both good on not only on the offensive. You know, side of the ball, which he could clearly shoot the three, he could get down to the hoop, he could slam the ball, dunk it, jam it anywhere you loopy hoop de hoop it. But really, he's really good on freaking defense too, man. And that's what we need in New York. No, I completely agree. I feel like, well, as you put it like that, it makes so much better sense for him, especially if Fizdell likes players that are passionate and dedicated. And from a program like Villanova, the sky is the limit. Like, he could really give out his best potential and see with that. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Would I understand you, what you're saying. If the Knicks drafted Colin Sexton, would you be satisfied? No, I think that Colin Sexton deserves to go to Orlando or a team that needs a point guard because we have so many guards. Eventually we're just going to have to trade one. And unless he's not confident in his guards, then we should draft. But it seems like he's pretty confident. Listen, man, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I hope our Knicks make the right decision. Now, uh, I want to get into one more little topic about our Knicks, and it's actually our megastar, our megastar, Chris Stapps Porzingis. You know, our guy Chris Stapps is a freak of nature. You know, I've never seen a, a guy like him, you know, not even – I feel like he is a mix of Dirk and KD combined. But he's just as athletic as KD. Is it crazy? Oh, yeah. To say that. No, I totally see it because the way with his alley oops and the way how his dunking is very athletic. And don't get me wrong, Dirk is a great player, but he's not as athletic as KD. Oh yeah, no, he, he he's made for the fadeaway fadeaway jumper. That's all Completely. he was. Made for. You know, but it, you know, in regards to the health of Chris Stapps, do you believe he's going to stay healthy enough next year where we could be an actual playoff contender? Do you believe? It makes me nervous because, like, I know how good Chris Stapps can be and what he can become. He can be just like the Greek freak. But what it is, like you're saying with the injuries, like we've seen it with D. Rose. We've seen it with Trace McGrady. We've seen it with Brandon Roy. You see all these injuries, and you can't – it's not a fairy tale. Like, sometimes the injuries really do add up on a player. And on that note, like, I'm hoping for the best for him, but I just hope injuries don't get the best of him. I couldn't agree with you more. You know, my guy Chris Stapps was putting up numbers before he got hurt. And I just hope that that athletic trainers in New York, in the Mecca, could figure out a way to let this guy stay healthy for a whole season. And let's see what this guy could do for a season with a full and healthy Knicks team. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you think we still make the playoffs without Chris Stapps Prozingis next year? Oh, of course. I saw David Fisdale bring the injured Grizzlies to the playoffs, and he still did a great job. Like, David Fisdale is a great, passionate coach. He makes other coaches better. I believe no matter what, with the East, too, the East isn't that strong, and he's been coaching in the West, and he coached LeBron. I think he he can really do some magic. I hope the magic happens in New York, but, you know, we'll come and find out throughout uh, the course of the year. But, you know, now it's time. 
you know, this time for the segment of the overtime countdown. Now, Ryan, this is a part, uh, this is a new part of the segment where I'll ask you, uh, you know, a couple of questions. It's actually five questions. Give me your honest opinion. That's the whole part of the show. And listen, they're quick answers and your future predictions. You ready to go, bro? Oh, I'm ready, my man. All right. So I'm going to start from five down. So question five is who will be the king of New York next season? Will it be Chris Stapps or LeBron James? Chris Stapps. LeBron's going to go uh, somewhere else. Oh, so, okay. So if it's not LeBron, right? So do you think he – this is my uh, my fourth question. So question four, you think uh, since he's not going to be the king of New York, LeBron, where do you think he lands? Do you think he stays in Cleveland or he goes somewhere else? I think he should stay in Cleveland, but I think he's either going to be the king of Philly or the king of Houston. All right. All right. I like that. I like that prediction. I like that prediction. Now, let me ask you a question. I know I asked you earlier, but I want a final prediction. Who is going to win the NBA Finals, in your opinion? I'm going to go with my leap of faith. I'm going with the Houston Rockets. Houston Rockets, how many games, my man? I think they go to game seven with the Warriors and then beat the Cavs four to two. Okay, I'm putting you on the record. Six games, Houston Rockets, folks. So you hear it here. All right. And question number two. Let me ask you a question. You know, we just seen Paul George, uh, recent update, you know, just came back that he had to go get uh, surgery on his knee and he's going to be out six to eight weeks of basketball or any athletic activity. Do you think he will be staying with the Oklahoma City Thunder or he will be going somewhere else? Oh, that's a great question. I, I, I've been thinking about this a lot, and I heard that Melo once doesn't want to go off the bench, so they were thinking about trading him. I feel like if they trade him and get some key defensive players, Paul George maybe will stay because he can shoot the ball more. But if not, I could see Paul George win the Lakers or team up with LeBron at Houston. But let me ask you a question. Where is he going? You got oh, to give me a, oh, a prediction. Oh, prediction? Houston. He's going to Houston. All right, Paul George going to Houston. All right, that is that is definitely something worth hearing, folks. Okay, and the last and final question. This is short, simple, and sweet. Who will be the better team next season in New York? Is it the Brooklyn Nets or the New York Knicks, Ryan? Knicks all the uh, way. There's no questions asked my New York Knicks. Listen, Ryan, we finished our podcast, my man. This is the first episode. I want to say thank you so much for joining and co-hosting on my show Oh, of course, my people. Man. All right. Thank you so much for coming out. Listen, this is a wrap-up. And, Ryan, is there anything else you want to say at the end of the podcast? I just want to say thank you for having me on your podcast, man. You are a fucking natural. You do this effortlessly, and I'm more than honored to be working with you, my man. Listen, thank you. There's plenty more uh, coming up for us. And whoever is listening to this podcast, be sure to send out any comments if you're interested, any uh, things you want to say. Uh, if you want to tell Ryan that you like him, please shout us out. This is Tyrant Productions. Thank you so much for coming out. My name is Alex Sally Guttersbutaro, and I'm with my man Ryan Carney. You guys have a blessed one. Peace. Peace out. Peace. Just want to say thank you to everyone who has been listening to the podcast. Shout out to the co original founders of Tyra Productions helping me out, showing the love and support. Uh, we will be producing the weekly high thought every Wednesday and tune in. We will soon put, be putting out another podcast of the round table. You guys have a good night. Thank you for listening. Peace, love.